I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. All right, uh, I've gotten worked up before. Do you enjoy that, many of you? I did not want to do this show, which means I had to do this show. One of my main New Year's resolutions was to do these shows. My voice is already cracking. I I can't. I can't. I can't. I didn't even know where to start. So many of you may have seen. It was on 60 Minutes. I'm calling her a top doctor. Because that's what they do in 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 the media as well. And the top doctor was just added to Biden's USDA 2025 Dietary Guidelines Advisory uh, Committee. And this doctor says the leading cause, the number one cause of obesity is genetics. I didn't... I saw clips, I saw stuff on social media about this, and I just, I wanted to, I wanted to go nuts. Like, we're doomed. I'm just going to cut to the chase here. We're absolutely doomed. Not me, not you, many of you, if you're listening to the show, but this is, this is insanity. This is insanity now, the world we're living in. And in the past, when I first started in this business, you know, it was, there was no influencers and no social media and, and, you know, only like, you know, there was still bad information out there. There was bad information out there. Don't get me wrong, but the magazines by and large had experts, fitness, self, you know, women's health, men's health people who had master's degree, PhDs, and then social media came along, and then then it just went sideways. Then political correctness started seeping into health. To health. And those two things, as I have talked about, and we'll talk about over and over and over again, are completely separate. Completely separate. Loving yourself regardless of your weight completely something we should do but we're not going to say that being overweight is healthy how many shows have I done how many studies do I have to bring to you including just you know what 14 pounds does to your knees the the most basic things but like what I'm going to read to you like We just talk science here and facts, and I will use this doctor's own words, and then I will use the words from the CDC website, from the American Heart Association, and go, what are you talking about? And this doctor literally said, I know the word literally is abused, but not in this case, when we're using their own words, doctors do not understand obesity. Now, I will say, doctors, I've talked about this, doctors need more education in exercise and nutrition. 100% agree. But that's not what this doctor is saying. This doctor is saying the number one cause is genetics. 
Those are two totally different topics as well. This is insanity. I, I, I'm only going to read you oh, three quotes because that's all we need from that interview and from what this doctor is saying. And it got me angry. It got me frustrated and it, and it gets me depressed. That's the worst part because I go, what are, what are, what are they do? What are they? I don't want to say we, cause I'm not, I'm not part of that. What are they doing? We're lowering the standards for everything for education. I'm going to go <laughs> with you really out on tangents here, but it's all connected. We're lowering the standards for education. We're lowering the standards and putting out, going to get to this too, misinformation about health. What could be worse? What could be worse? Telling you that something is healthy when it is not. I'm going to talk about the number one cause of death that is intricately related to what we're talking about here. And so, with this misinformation, they're literally going to kill people. And, and that it's like, for me to say that out loud surprises even myself. I can't believe that's where we are. And again, I, 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 I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this show, which is, you know, I, I'm the Pollyanna, the positive person, but I can't avoid this show. I can't avoid this topic. It's a doctor who is appointed to Biden's USDA 2025 Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. Now, let's just stop there really quickly. (laughs) If it's not about diet and exercise, why is there a dietary committee? Why bother? If it's about genetics, why bother? Just call it the pharmaceutical committee. Call it the surgery and drugs committee. Why, why is it? Why are you advisor, advising on diet? Uh, diet? It's all about genetics. You can't change it. Oh, my God. So these people are going to help us with our, our diet over the coming years. Thank goodness. I, I feel so much better, right? This Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee consists of 20, and this is in the air quotes, people, nationally recognized physicians, according to the USDA. Now, I don't want to be that guy. The conspiracy, and I'm not, I'm not the conspiracy theorist about big pharma, about big agriculture, big food. Read all the books though. And the problem with the conspiracy theorists, it's like the UFO people. I go on a major tangent here. All the people who were called loons about seeing things, they did. Many of them. I'm sure some didn't. (laughs) You know, some alcohol was probably involved or something like that. But that's the problem. When there is truth to something and then it is distorted, then trust is gone. And that is what is so problematic with this whole thing. We've gone through a couple of years of, of health and wellness being completely upended with COVID, with so many things. Don't want to go too deep into that, but let's just say trust is gone. And for good reason, especially when you have a top doctor who is smarter than everyone else, by the way. This doctor is smarter than all the other doctors. They don't understand it. 
Now again, I'm gonna say it again, doctors need, just did a show on that, had my first doctor on. Because yes, doctors need to <laughs> push healthy eating and exercise more instead of being reactive. Oh, I'm getting worked up. I'm getting worked up. Words matter. Let me just back up really quickly. This is important. And, and it's kind of an aside, but again, it's not. It's a slippery slope. And people don't understand when, you know, slippery slope means over time you let certain things go and it gets worse and worse and worse. And, that, and then you end up with a doctor appointed to a major council saying it's the number one cause of obesity is genetics. I have talked about this briefly. I don't want to go too deep into it either, but one of my most recent books was my most recent book had an editor throwing it all out there people this is stuff i listen it happened uh you have a main editor and then they hire a first edit person who comes in and and just does a top line edit of your book and this was the micro workup plan and i got the first round of edits and i started reading them and i was absolutely dumbfounded and confused And then I got angry and then I got depressed because <laughs> what I realized is they hired someone who the edits, this was my seventh book. So I've done this before. I have an agent, you know, whole nine yards, not, not new to me. It had books edited. It was politically correct. It wasn't the normal edits. And I said enough. I was called sizist, talking about things like body types, ectomorph, endomorph, mesomorph, ageist. If I, anyone who knows me has listened to a handful of podcasts knows the last thing I am is ageist. I believe age is completely a number. I'm 53, still doing Ironmans, ultra marathons, doing more than ever. But it scared the heck out of me. And this was several years ago. And so that's the slippery slope. Fast forward to today, and we're saying things like how much you weigh has nothing to do with your health, and you can be severely overweight and have no complications. And by the way, let me just say this. It's such a, oh, God, I'm going to get worked up. You know, you, you could go to a drug addict who or alcoholic who is functioning, right? And they don't have the health issues yet, right? But they might drop dead tomorrow. And, and the likelihood is greater than the average person, right? So just saying, picking a moment in time and going, you know, I don't have issues now. And thinking that makes it okay. That's the litmus test. And I'm oversimplifying, but I'm not. This is insanity. And again, you're going to hear whew, many more shows like this going forward. All right, let me give you just some stats really quickly because this is like the common sense part. The way I approach my business, if you don't know, if you're listening for the first time, uh, science, right? Empirical data, evolution, how we evolved, and what we can do in our everyday life, common sense. Take all of those things into account. You can't just look at one. You need to look at them all. Look at the studies, which are oftentimes far from perfect. Then we look at evolution, and then we actually look at what we actually can and will do in our everyday life. You need all three of those things. And very few people 
do that in this industry. The percentage of obese Americans shifted up, increased to about 42% in 2020 from 30% in 2017, according to some data. That, that, that surprises the heck out of me. I think some data was off. But suffice it to say, if you get into just the basic stats, it started in the 70s the mid 70s with food and processed food, okay? I'll do shows on this, got some great guests, some great books that go into this in depth. And it's right there, people in black and white. And the simplest takeaway is this. Let's just start in the 70s. And what I love too, a, a brother who said this, and I've heard this before, look at like Woodstock, pictures from Woodstock, look at pictures from the 70s. Not so many overweight people, okay? Now let's take, again, I think that stat is probably a little overblown, but let's take it for what it is. 10% increase in three years. That's got, that's got to be overblown. But it's increased. Let's, let's leave it at that. Right? Uh, has the human genome changed? Has genetics changed? I mean, I would argue, and, and I, need to, I need to hear more from this doctor, to explain this, if it's about genetics, how has our genes changed that much in that short amount of time? I'm not an evolutionary biologist. I've interviewed the top, the best of the best, Dr. Daniel Lieberman, read all their books. I do know, I'm pretty sure it takes a really long time for that to happen. Not a couple years, not a couple decades. This is the common sense part. Is it per, no. What has changed? There's a myriad factors. How many podcasts have I done on this? Eating more, moving less is two humongous parts of that equation. Not the human genome. Okay? Insane. Number one cause of death worldwide, people, is what? cardiovascular disease over a third of deaths worldwide one in three people worldwide cardiovascular disease let's look at the cdc website again i i'm not making things up pulling things out of you know thin air and I, when i do <laughs> i will tell you cdc website heart disease in the united states heart disease is is the leading cause of death for men women and people of most racial and ethnic groups in the united states one person dies every 34 seconds in the United States from cardiovascular disease. About 700,000 people in the United States died from heart disease in 2020. That's one in every five deaths. Heart disease costs the United States about $229 billion each year from 2017 to 2018. And this includes the cost of healthcare services, medicines, and lost productivity due to death. Okay. Who's at risk for heart disease? Who's at risk for cardiovascular disease? People with high blood pressure, high blood cholesterol, and smoking, okay? High blood pressure, high blood cholesterol, completely connected to what we weigh, okay? Finishing up here, uh, and then I'm gonna give you two quotes, CDC website, several other medical conditions and lifestyle choices. Lifestyle choices. 
can put people at a higher risk for heart disease, including diabetes, overweight and obesity, unhealthy diet, physical inactivity, excessive alcohol use. This is the CDC website, which thanks to, we, we have to take everything with a grain of salt. But, but this, is, this is government stuff. So you got the dietary, what was the official name? Let me scroll back here. Uh, USDA Dietary Guideline um, Advisory Committee. And then the CDC website, physical inactivity, unhealthy diet, overweight and obesity, diabetes. Okay, here's three quotes from the CDC. Good nutrition is essential to keeping current and future generations healthy across the lifespan. A healthy diet helps children grow and develop properly and reduces their risk of chronic diseases. Adults who eat a healthy diet live longer and have a lower risk of obesity, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and certain cancers. Healthy eating can help people with chronic diseases manage their conditions and avoid complications. Okay, two more quotes. People in low-income communities and some racial and ethnic groups often, uh, often lack access to convenient places that offer affordable, healthier foods. This is really important. I'm going to come back to this because they're talking out of both sides of their mouths. They're not just contradicting, as the CDC is, and to this top doctor, totally contradictory, but talking out of both sides of their mouth. So absolutely true. Food deserts, low-income communities less access to healthy food, cheap food, processed food. Okay, let's 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 agree. Uh, most people in the United States don't eat a healthy diet. This is the CDC website. Most people in the United States don't eat a healthy diet. It's right there. It's staggering. And consume too much sodium, saturated fat and sugar, increasing their risk of chronic diseases. For example, fewer than 1 in 10 adolescents and adults eat enough fruits or vegetables. In addition, 6 in 10 young people aged 2 to 19 years and 5 in 10 adults consume at least one sugary drink on any given day. And again, if you look back in the 70s, right when this trend upwards started, mid-70s roughly, these foods were not as available. Not even close. I was born in 1969. The foods that were available that we ate and people who are older than me can attest to that even more. <sighs> All right, I'm going to pick it up because I'm going to get really angry. <laughs> uh, COVID, can we just real quickly? So not only is the number one cause of death worldwide, globally, heart disease, inexplicably <laughs> or explain, well, no, we can explain it. It's connected intricately is the word I was looking for. See, getting worked up uh, to what we weigh. What were the two top factors in those that died from COVID? Age and weight. One you can control, one you can, can't. One you have control over. Not according to this doctor, though, so give up. Give up. Okay, let me give you her uh, three quotes. The number one cause of obesity is genetics. The number one cause. That's not like... That's not like... Let me try that. 
pick my words carefully. You guys are going to have to speed this up. <laughs> and over time, I'm, I'm not going to pick my words carefully. Uh, she ain't sugarcoating it. The number one cause is genetics. Okay? Second quote. That means that if you were born to parents that have obesity, you have a 50 to 85% likelihood of having the disease yourself. Okay. That's not the part that annoys me the most because you can see those stats. You can find those stats. But you go, how much is lifestyle related? Oh, no, no, no. The doctor qualifies it. Even with optimal, optimal diet, exercise, sleep management, and stress management, I'm not even doing those four things perfectly. I don't sleep well. Stress I take care of, exercise, diet, yes. But, but th this doctor's saying, even with those four things, if you come from parents who have weight issues, those four things won't help. Are you freaking kidding me? We just got through saying, what did we get through saying? Most people in the United States don't eat a healthy diet. People in low-income communities don't have access to healthy food. <laughs> so, so what are you talking about? And the incidence of obesity has exploded in, in the last few decades. Not, not thousands of years, not hundreds of thousands of years, decades. But it's genetics. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Like, are you kidding me? Even with optimal diet, exercise, sleep management, stress management, here's a game show that I came up with. I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast and I want to do this game show. I, I, I can't give you the title, <laughs> you know, maybe in a few podcasts, uh, but it's basically, no, I'm not going to give it. You know, the, back when I was a trainer, there were a couple trainers who would go live with people. So uh, celebrities, CEOs, things like that, charge a fortune, $40,000, $50,000 for a week, two weeks, three weeks. Crazy, I know, but they did, right? And they would wake up, you know, feed them, you know, uh, show them what to eat, cook for them, some of them, but work out and, and just get them on track. You know, sometimes uh, actors do this. Um, and I worked with a bunch of celebrities and actors and people like that. I never lived with them, but the game show would be that. Show me a person who says they can't lose weight, that it's genetics, 100 grand. I'll live with you for a month. 100 grand. I guarantee, and the, the more you weigh, the better, right? Because anyone who's worked in this industry knows the person who's got three pounds to lose or wants to lose the final three pounds, that's really hard. Look at the, the show, The Biggest Loser. By the way, wait. oh, we just proved something completely yeah, I'll get to that. <sighs> yeah, so that's my game show. I get the 100 or you get the 100. And I'm going to show the number. Depends on how much the person weighs, but 10 pounds in a month, two pounds a week, one to two, uh, you know, I could do more. Biggest loser. But, but show me someone who says they can't. Show me someone who says they eat optimally, exercise, great sleep management, stress management, and can't change. Even with, oh my God. Oh, and finally, here's the quote. Uh, she claimed that an overwhelming majority of U.S. doctors hold a bias towards obese patients. Yeah, the bias is this. They want them to live better. Again, they need to be educated more. I'm going to agree with that till the day I die. Doctors need to know more about diet and exercise, but that's not the bias they hold. And her quote is, doctors do not understand obesity. Okay, you can't say it's not about food 
And also say that, as I said two seconds ago, that people don't have access to health. It shouldn't matter. If it's not about food, who cares? So you're talking out both sides of your mouth. And exercise opportunities. So this will often be said, and I totally agree. I want more sidewalks. I want more rec centers. I want more healthy food uh, in, in places they're not, those, those food deserts. But you can't say both. You can't say it's not about food and movement and then talk about how people don't have access. You can't. Completely talking out of both sides of your mouth. Okay? Let me wrap this up. Uh, Circulation Journal, 2021, American Heart Association. I'm just going to read to you from the other governmental websites and, and what they believe. The CDC, the American Heart Association, the kind of the top ones, okay? And this paper was Obesity and Cardiovascular Disease, a scientific statement from the American Heart Association, okay? Oh, my God. The abstract, the global obesity epidemic is well-established with increases in obesity prevalence for most countries since the 1980s. Like I said, I, I'm more mid-70s, but I'll say 1980s. 1980s, people. Not that long ago. Obesity contributes directly to incident cardiovascular risk factors, including dyslipidemia, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, and sleep disorders. So right now... How, I know that many of you are losing weight. This is where it's tough for me, trying trying to lose weight. Most people. But I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you to give up cuz that's not the science. It's not even not the solution. It's not the science. But there you go. We just had what Cosmo magazine that had two you know, significantly overweight people on the cover with the 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 words on the cover said, this is healthy. That people in a world that just will not stop talking about misinformation and follow the science. Are you freaking kidding me? Love yourself. I know it's challenging. I've worked with these people my entire life. Okay. Obesity contributes directly to incident cardiovascular risk factors, including dyslipidemia, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, and sleep disorders. Obesity also leads to the development, drumroll please, of cardiovascular disease and cardiovascular disease mortality, independent of other cardiovascular risk factors. More recent data highlight abdominal obesity as determined by weight circumference as a cardiovascular disease risk marker. So listen, people. Oh my God, it's just, say you can't look at someone and, and know if they're healthy or not. You're absolutely right, but but you can when it comes to carrying around excess weight. If not just from a sheer stress on the joints. If you're gonna tell me that running is bad for your knees, you're gonna tell me that running three times a week for 30 minutes is bad for your knees. But carrying around excess weight, and I did that podcast, and I think it was 14 pounds, the, the, the likelihood you're gonna have knee surgery hip surgery, things like that. So yeah, you can. Can you see the blood chemistry and things like that? No. But what did I just read to you for those people who still will fight the science? That's dyslipidemia and those things, okay? Type 2 diabetes, hypertension, those are all things you can't see but are negatively affected by carrying around excess weight. 
There have also been significant advances in imaging modalities for characterized body composition, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, final line, this is underlined. Lifestyle modification and subsequent weight loss improve both metabolic syndrome and associated systemic inflammation and endothelial dysfunction. Actually, one more quote I pulled. Lifestyle interventions such as the diabetes prevention program may be as effective as, if not more effective than medications. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but sounds a heck of a lot to me like they're trying to sell you surgery and medications. This is the American Heart Association saying lifestyle interventions, lifestyle interventions, moving more, eating better. That's what lifestyle intervention is. Uh, taking better care of yourself mentally. It's all connected. Back to the biggest loser. I mean, hello. Totally disagreed with the show. Had an opportunity potentially to go on. Wouldn't even put myself in the running. Had connections. No chance. That's, that's how insane I am. I know. Nope. Not for me. I don't believe... You know, those workouts were insane. There's so many things wrong with it. But let's let's take it to another show. I call it the Survivor Studies. You ever watch Survivor? I don't. But I've watched enough, like uh, you know, the, the stuff that's connected to diet and exercise and things like that. But I've seen, I've seen clips where, and I feel like you're like, you know, Tom, you watch the show. <laughs> Every single person on that show loses weight, regardless of body type. Why? Let's think about it. Don't have access to food, the food they normally have, and they're moving more. Every single person, often significant, naked and afraid. <laughs> I turned that on the other day. The woman was saying she had lost like 10 pounds in, I think it was like, you know, a little over a week. Obviously a lot water weight, but my point is there. And let me just finally say, what about epigenetics? If you're a doctor who's been to a conference in the last decade, yeah, genetics play a role. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sociocultural, I would argue, way more important given all that we know. And even with genetics, you can turn on and turn off certain genes, things, expressions to oversimplify it with lifestyle factors. I've done these shows. I will continue with exercise and eating well and other things. You are not your genetics. It is not a death sentence by any stretch. And so this is insane. This goes completely against what, like the fact that, lie to people. If you're going to lie to people, lie in the other direction. Tell them that diet and exercise is, what I'm going to say, is like the be-all, end-all. But it is. I sound like Peter Brady. Holy cow, what world are we living in? you got to be careful who you trust. Political correctness killing people. Killing people. People with no basic understanding of data and research and science and exercise and nutrition have a mouthpiece that shouldn't.
going to be doing many more shows like this. And one thing that drives me up the wall, it's taking away people's hope and telling them they don't have a choice and saying, you're going to go under the knife. We're going to cut you open. And make your stomach smaller. You know, some of you may have had that surgery and it's life-saving for some people. There's many others who eat through it and gain the weight back. I believe we're going to look back. People are going to look back 100, 200, 300 years from now and go, are you kidding me? They were cutting people open and doing that to them instead of figuring out the behavioral side, people. That's why I did the master's with sports psychology and many more um, programs of study after that and continue to study the behavioral side. How do we get people to make these changes in a world that's filled with food and devoid of activity? All right, I did not get as worked up as I thought. I apologize for the pauses, but I was just editing myself because I, I, <laughs> I'm going to, although, like I said, over time, you're going to be more entertained. Uh, that much I know. Uh, Tom H. Fit, Instagram. Tom H. Fit is Twitter. Uh, love to hear questions and comments. Got some great feedback. Great questions I'm going to bring to you. And just people who have listened to the show. Uh, oh, God, I forget his, his name. Irishman in Amsterdam, though, <laughs> was uh, how he uh, finished his email to me about listening to the show and all the changes he'd made. That's That's my goal, people. I didn't put my hat in the ring for the biggest loser because I couldn't. And, and, it, and it pains me. Sometimes I think I picked the wrong industry. And I know I didn't. But I'm going to continue to bring you the science and the common sense and the evolution and the empirical data and the everyday life stuff. Okay? So you can live your best life. Uh, TeamHolland.com is the website. FitnessDisrupted.com website as well. You can email me through there. Uh, love to hear from you, as I said. And please, it's a brand new feed. So any way you can support it, which is commenting, rating, following, subscribing, however you listen to it, greatly appreciated. Uh, the Micro Workout Plan is my most recent book, the one I was talking about earlier. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Uh, I was going to talk about my new book and, and the issues, uh, but I've talked about it a little and I'll continue to talk about it in the future, connected to everything we're talking about here. Uh, we control three things, how much we move, what we put into our mouths and our state of mind. And that is awesome. Never forget that. We have one life to live. So cliche, but so true. And I want mine and yours and my family and your families to be the best possible and telling people that obesity is primarily genetics, is doing an enormous, horrific disservice to the world. I'll leave it at that. Thank you for listening, and I'm going to leave you with the words of the guy I looked up to, Jack Lulane. I hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listening to Tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth, you.